Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. A Merry Christmas to everyone. We have a packed schedule. Games tonight, Saturday, Sunday, Christmas Eve, and then Monday, Christmas Day. We're making this episode quicker this week, but we'll quickly hit every matchup on the Week 16 schedule, and I'll just give quick thoughts on each game. On Thursday Night Football, the Saints face the Rams, both 7-7. Seven and seven. New Orleans, of course, alive in the NFC South as well, with the leader, them, them and the Bucks at 7-7. Seven and seven. But I think the winner of this has a really good shot to at least grab one of the wildcard spots. And, of course, the Rams, that's all they can get at this point with the Niners well ahead. And I think this one will come down to taking care of the ball. Rams playing well with Kyron Williams healthy, Cooper Cup healthy, looking great the past two weeks. And for New Orleans, since the 21-point first quarter they gave up to the Lions a few weeks ago, defenses emerged from that and stepped up in a big way and coming off two straight wins. To Saturday, we have two games this week. First, at 4.30 Eastern, the Bengals face the Steelers. Both teams played last Saturday. Jake Browning and the Bengals won a thriller in overtime against the Vikings. And on the other side, the Steelers jumped ahead against the Colts, but then sort of fell apart and were basically blown out on the road. Three straight losses for them. Now going to Mason Rudolph at quarterback instead of Mitchell Trubisky. And Rudolph's played well when he's had opportunities in the league, so we'll see how he fares. For since he lost, DJ Reader, star defensive lineman, Huge blow to their defense, and Jamar Chase will not play this week due to a shoulder issue. And then Saturday night, Bills face the Chargers. If you're unaware, exclusively on Peacock, streaming service from NBC. And when this was announced, it looked like an outstanding game. When the schedule was released, things are much different now. Although the Bills do need a win, they're hot. James Cook was AFC Office Player of the Week last week, and they need to keep it going in a game they're heavily favored. And you've got to love what you're seeing from the offense with Joe Brady, interim offense coordinator, just switching things up and doing whatever works in a given week, which you see from the best teams and best offenses. And they face a Chargers team that fired Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco after the 63-21 loss last week to the Raiders. It was a matter of when they were going to be fired, it seemed, and I guess that was a prime opportunity to do it. After the ugly loss, the wheels seemed to fall off basically in the playoff loss to the Jag last year, up 27-0, blew the lead. Players were not always happy with Brandon Staley's aggressiveness and use of analytics. Keenan Allen, among those that didn't give glowing remarks about their head coach, I guess you could say. And despite the cap situation, it should be an appealing opening this offseason with the presence of Justin Herbert there. Moving to Sunday, Christmas Eve, the Colts face the Falcons. Indy getting Jonathan Taylor back. That'll be a boost. I like the way Trey Sermon, also Tyler Goodson, ran last week when Zach Moss left with the arm issue. But yeah, Taylor's going to be a massive boost for them, looking to stay in an AFC wildcard spot. For the Falcons, made a quarterback change. Head coach Arthur Smith, I think, must be feeling the heat in year three because he said he was not going to go away from Desmond Ritter after going back to him. But Taylor Hanke's back in there again. I think the red zone interception last week, just a really ill-advised decision from Ritter. In a close loss to the Panthers, you could say they probably would have won the game if he doesn't throw that interception and they get a field goal there to go up by four points. Instead, they lost by two. So, yeah, we'll see if Heineke can work some of his magic for the 6-8 and eight Falcons. The 6-8 and eight Packers face the Panthers this week. Carolina coming off their second win of the year against Atlanta last week. The style of play for them is to ride a healthier defense and try to win low-scoring games. For the Packers, Jordan Love, again, was off last week. 
missed an easy touchdown throw on a fourth down to Jane Reed early in the game, and we're just off again, second straight week. Was not encouraging to see that at home happen. The Green Bay defense also struggled against the Bucks all around. Couldn't stop them. Still in the mix, but undoubtedly they need to win this week on the road at Carolina. In the AFC, another big matchup with wildcard implications. Browns face the Texans. Cleveland at 9-5 and five after coming back to beat the Bears last week. Joe Flacco threw three interceptions, but also had some jaw-dropping type of throws. Gave David Njoku a shot on a touchdown with the defender's back turned. Threw a dime to Amari Cooper late for a touchdown. And yeah, he's going to keep firing and compliment that defense they have there. The Texans came back to beat the Titans last week in overtime. Case Keenum started instead of Davis Mills. Has more veteran experience, and I suppose that's what they're looking for from a playoff football team. C.J. Stroud, unfortunately, looks like he'll be out again this week due to the concussion. So hopefully he's feeling better soon. And the good news for Houston, this comes at home for them, where the Browns haven't been quite as stingy. And we'll see if they can get Devin Singletary going again with the way he sort of took over last week and running the ball really well in his first year with Houston. The Lions face the Vikings. Detroit, major bounce back from their loss to the Bears. Blew out the Broncos last Saturday night. Jared Goff threw five touchdowns. I really do not understand the criticism of him. I saw a video of people saying he's not good under pressure, and maybe the Lions don't have their franchise quarterback and need to find one, and that talk is just outrageous to me. And maybe he's not like uh, Josh Allen or Anthony Richardson, game-changer type. But you protect him when Detroit's been healthy on the offensive line. He's been lights out, and you can still win with pocket passer. And it's been pocket passers that have won Super Bowls in the league still. So, yeah, I don't get the golf criticism and think it's just nonsense, basically. The Vikings now 7-7 after losing to the Bengals last week. Really tough loss. Nick Mullins, he made some plays, made some mistakes. They're going to stick with him. Ty Chandler ran the ball well to create a balanced attack. And I would think they want to get Justin Jefferson going even more this week against the Lions in a game they might need to score. The 4-10 Commanders face the 5-9 Jets. Zach Wilson in the New York offense was obliterated last week at Miami. And I kind of feel for Wilson, the offensive line, just not protecting well at all. And people are coming for Joe Douglas now, also Robert Sala. Remember, Douglas has been there longer than Salah, and his mission from the start was to beef up the trenches. Clearly hasn't happened on offense, and it's tough to win without a good offensive line in this league. The Commanders, I'll take the time here to talk about the quarterback situation. Jacoby Brissett stepped in for Sam Howell last week, nearly brought Washington back on the road against the Rams. And I haven't spoken about the quarterback situation much, but it went from like two months ago how much of a steal Sam Howell was to now the commanders need to find a franchise quarterback and it kind of shows how fickle fans and media can be. Certainly I think Howell can learn a little bit from Brissett in giving his receivers chances to make plays, throwing guys open a little more, which Brissett did last week. And overall for Howell, I think he's still a young player. Only started the one game last year. So his first full season as starter. And I think he certainly was a value in the fifth round, but I don't know how people can watch and insist that the commanders might have a top three pick even this year that they shouldn't consider a quarterback in the first round of the draft. And this is a battle, last-ranked offense, last-ranked defense this week between Washington and New York. So it could be entertaining and unpredictable there. Seahawks face the Titans. Huge credit to Drew Locke. Wasn't sure if he was starting, 
Geno Smith dealing with a groin issue. He'll be back this week, but wasn't sure if he was starting against the Eagles on Monday night. Wasn't an easy night for the offense, although Ken Walker flashed for sure. Made big plays as usual. But on the final drive, 92 yards to go, Locke stepped up, DK Metcalf stepped up, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba caught the game-winning touchdown on a dime from Locke. Was a gutsy performance. They needed it. Schedule isn't that brutal. Coming up for the Seahawks, now at 7-7. But the Titans, 5-9. They're definitely a team that profiles as want to play spoiler. Lost last week to the Texans, as stated. Derrick Henry had, I think it was 10 yards on 20 touches, which is pretty shocking for December especially. He hinted that he could be reaching the end of his time with the Titans, which is kind of sad to think about a little bit. I'm sure they'll try to get him going this week against the Seahawks team that he ran all over last season in a win. Jaguars face the Bucks for Jacksonville. They moved the ball last week, Sunday night against Baltimore. Just couldn't find the end zone. Calvin Ridley was certainly in on that touchdown, I think. I don't know where that call came from. Terry McCauley, the NBC rules analyst, he pretty much said exactly what he was thinking, that Ridley was in and not sure how the replay in New York got that wrong. Just another example of what you don't want to see, especially with all the sports betting stuff going on. Definitely a problem when it looks like a certain call is obvious and is not and is not made right. Now Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol looking uncertain for this week. So we'll have to definitely keep an eye on that. And they'll need the defense to step up against a red hot Bucks offense. Baker Mayfield was the first ever visiting quarterback to post a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field last week, so that's highly impressive through four touchdowns, four different receivers. Rashad White had another nice gain on a touchdown reception, basically down the seam. And Chris Godwin, one of the receivers that didn't score, but he had 10 catches, 155 yards, and sort of a throwback type of performance for him, so that was nice to see. And Dave Canales, I've mentioned before on the show, has really got the offense humming now. First-year offense coordinator doing a great job. And that game's at 4.05 on Christmas Eve. There's three late afternoon, then 4.25. Cardinals face the Bears. For Arizona, they again fought last week against the Niners, just not enough firepower. Kyler Murray didn't look too happy, looked discouraged a little bit. Not what you want to see, really, from your franchise quarterback. Though you can understand he's a competitive guy, for sure. And that's something I would think this Cardinals regime is going to consider this offseason and other teams that might want to acquire Murray if he is indeed available. For the Bears, look like they had it last week against the Browns. Tough loss, but still, I like the way they're playing. Play at home this week, and I think Matt Eberflus continues to make a strong case that he should stay on for a third year with Chicago. The final late afternoon game on Christmas Eve, Cowboys face the Dolphins, both 10-4. and four. Dallas coming off an ugly loss at Buffalo. Now 3-4 and four on the road compared to 7-0 at home. So this one on the road again. It could have been a wake-up call, though, getting run Oliver, like they did last week, by James Cook. And we know Miami, they, they're explosive. Tyree Kill, Jalen Model caught a long touchdown last week. But, I mean, Raheem Mostert has 20 touchdowns this year. They want to run the ball, him and Devin Achan. And on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys offense will be more of a challenge for the Dolphins this week than the Jets were last week, certainly. Should be a fun one. Then on Christmas Eve night, the Patriots faced the Broncos. There was talk of a chance of snow. Might be too high temperatures, but that would be really cool, I think, on the night before Christmas to have a snow game in Denver. The Broncos, sort of one of those off games, I think, last week. And the loss at Detroit, 
defense did not play well. Offense couldn't get a ton going. It was tough to run on the Lions defense. Patriots will present another challenge there. And the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson situation was a bit interesting. Payton yelling at Wilson, I guess, probably for running the play too quickly when he might have won a challenge, a play that should have been a touchdown. And on the Patriots' side, lost to the Chiefs last week. Started hot. Bailey Zappi played well early. Couldn't really, just don't have enough really to keep up with a team like the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But they're still playing hard. Expect a defensive battle this week in Denver. And then finally, Christmas Day, three games, triple header. The Raiders face the Chiefs. Vegas mentioned them totally blowing out the Chargers last week. Interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, I thought a great message at halftime as he told Amazon's Kelly Hartung. His message to the team was press the gas even harder, and they kept it going in the second half. Two defensive touchdowns on the night. Their mindset heading in, Max Crosby and company made it clear they want to win out and see if they can get in the playoffs. So they finished step one. Now they got to go to Arrowhead. Will not be easy. There was talk of a quarterback change heading into last week. That's done now, obviously, but this will be a tougher test on the road against the Chiefs. Kansas City got contributions from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Stepped up, had a fantastic touchdown catch in the end zone. Leap and grab. But now they'll get Isaiah Pacheco back to add to Edwards-Alaire and Jarek McKinnon. Pacheco missed the past two games with a shoulder injury. I'm sure he's going to be running hard in his return. And that'll help against the Raiders team. Looking to somehow set the tune and get an upset on the road. At 4.30 Eastern on Christmas Day, the Giants travel to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Maybe a letdown, you could call it. Couldn't quite get the magic going at New Orleans. Not an easy place to play. Last week, Tommy DeVito was sacked several times. Saquon Barkley was bottled up. They'll look to change that facing an Eagles defense that's continued to struggle. Only gave up the 20 points last week. The 92-yard drive have been run on, which is unusual for this team, really, for several years. It's hard to run on them. But Ken Walker did a number on them last week, ripping off chunk gains. So Saquon is going to look to break loose this week. And the offense continues to not have a rhythm, really, for the Eagles. Feels like it's been off all year, even in the wins. It's catching up to them. The sky feels like it's falling in Philadelphia with the fans. And Nick Sirianni's getting frustrated with the media now, even. The coaching change, defensive coordinator, Sean Asai took a step back. Matt Patricia calling the defense now was interesting. It was working out, I guess you could say, fine, despite the run defense struggles until the final drive. The Seahawks went right down the field. But with the Cowboys losing to the Bills, Philly's still in a spot where if they win out, they win the division, potentially the two seed in the NFC, and still could be a tough place to play at Lincoln Financial Field in January. But they'll need to stop. Barkley, Darren Waller this week, who was back for the Giants last week. Over the middle, could be a big threat against their defense. And an interesting game as the Eagles look to end their three-game losing streak. And then finally, Christmas night. Can't really ask for anything better. The two conference leaders, 11-3, and both the Ravens faced the 49ers. It's in San Francisco. Lamar Jackson was making a lot of plays last week. Unfortunately, the Ravens lost. Keaton Mitchell, undrafted rookie running back, was breaking off huge plays. Throughout his rookie campaign, when he got on the field, done with a torn ACL, so that was tough to see. And best wishes to him, hoping he gets back to 100% early next season. By metrics like yard per play, as they showed last Sunday night on the NBC broadcast, Ravens an elite defense, undoubtedly. But this will be a massive test with all the weapons the Niners have. 
two MVP candidates and Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, I'd say, I think I might have said it last week, that those two and Josh Allen, to me, are the three MVP frontrunners, without a doubt, at this point, three games to go still. The plan the San Francisco defense comes with on Monday night will be interesting. Trying to contain Lamar Jackson. He's got a nice connection going with Isaiah Likely, with Mark Andrews out. Odo Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, and the receivers will look to more damage this week. Niners favored by a handful of points, which I think should be a great game and a great way to end, certainly, Christmas if you're an NFL fan to watch these two teams play. This week's show wasn't quite as short as I was anticipating. I want to give every team their due, but we'll leave it there. Thank you all for listening. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll be back next week.